Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio, and today it's a combination of the C12 ministry in the marketplace joining our work for him as Ross Harrop and I do his special guest show once a month together. Hey, take a moment. Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go out to iWorkForHim.com and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Make the commitment to join the I Work For Him Nation and begin by starting to pray for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. iWorkForHim.com. Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. When you join the nation, not only will you get an email from me personally, welcoming you into the station, but also a copy of the covenant will be sent to you. And Martha and I will send and we'll send out to you a bumper sticker that just says, I work for him nation. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, Click on the I work for him nation flag and join the I work for him nation. Make a choice today to start making an impact on your workplace tomorrow. But it does take a paradigm shift in our minds. Romans 12, two says this, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You know, our world is all about doing it my way. In fact, they got songs about stuff like that. Ross, would you like to sing that song? Absolutely. That would be a treat for everyone. It would be. A treat of doing it my way. Who sung that? That's back from when you were in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it was when you were... Yeah, that was a Frank Sinatra tune. It was tune, a Frank Sinatra tune. Right, That's was. back when you were in high school. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, but it is true that our world is so caught up in doing it my way that they forget that their way is screwed up. And as a Christ follower, we've got a new way. And under the power of the Holy Spirit, we've got the ability to hear the voice of our Heavenly Father and His, all of His guidance and direction into every one of the minute details of our daily lives. But we got to learn to listen. Today we're going to talk about unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit in your business, a book written by Dr. Jim Harris called Our Unfair Advantage. We invited Dr. Jim Harris to join us on the air today. He's a longtime friend of I work for him, but he was he was just too busy. And that's not, you know, I probably because I let him know <laughs> too late to get him on the air. He is a very busy guy. He travels across the nation. But we do give our thanks to Dr. Jim Harris for incredible books that he writes. And this book, Ross, is one that, you know, it's, it's really life-changing. You know, I think that uh, we've been touched by Dr. Jim's work in the past. And as I, I, you and I have both heard him speak, and he's a great and talented speaker, 
I think the simplicity with which he writes just allows folks like me to, to really grasp it. And uh, as simple guys like you, exactly. And, and as it, as scripture says, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear and maybe a little too wound up in all the activity going around them. But Dr. Jim just gets my attention. He just does it. He did it with the impactor and uh, his previous book and, uh, and, and this one as well. Yeah, it, it's a good one. So let's talk about, before we get into our unfair advantage, this book by Dr. Jim Harris, well, talk to me about how you've seen the Lord get involved in the intimate details of your life there as a C12 chair. And you can find out more about Ross and about C12 if you go to c12tampabay.com. Ross, what's going on? How have you seen the Lord working in your life? You know, Jim, I've enjoyed recently, you've sort of changed the wording of your question. And um, and, and so as you present, the, you know, present that question to me, what I really like about it is that Christ has been at work in my life since I was just a teen. However, his calling me into the C12 ministry full-time, uh, and you were certainly, you were an important part of that, introducing me to the C12 movement, is that that all of these experiences of my life and um, bring me to where I am today, where where Christ is shaping me and in, in, in molding me in, in a powerful way. And this topic of the unfair advantage, the gift of the Holy Spirit that we've been given, and many of us uh, haven't used, uh, to our advantage, uh, is one of those areas. It's just, I'm being shaped to, to be open to, oh, and, uh, as I've shared with you, had I not been, um, part of, uh, of a church staff as an executive pastor in Colorado, and you've had, uh, uh Dr. Eric, uh, Eric Carpenter on, uh, talking about his book, I would have known anything about the, the Holy Spirit because he, he did a lot of teaching on the Holy Spirit as the senior pastor, wrote a book about it. Yeah, and a lot of churches do not talk about the Holy Spirit. I, I, that, was, that was my experience growing up in the various churches that I had been part of and within the, the Protestant the denominations. It, we just didn't get, it, get the, the introduction. And uh, uh, and Eric Carpenter did a great job of, of of just walking us through about this power that we have that we were given. I think people are going to be amazed at this conversation today because I don't, I never have ever heard a sermon on unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit in your business. And and really, this conversation we're going to have today is going to be about learning to unleash the power of the Holy Spirit in every aspect of your life. Doing a little ministry in the marketplace with C12 Chair Ross Harrop and Jim Brangenberg doing this together as we've been studying a book in our small group that we call Business His Way. We've been studying this book for the last several months by Dr. Jim Harris. The book is called Our Unfair Advantage. Unleashing the power, excuse me, unleash the power of the Holy Spirit in your business. I don't want to misquote it because it's on the cover, but it's all about unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit in your business, but really learning how to understand how to utilize the Holy Spirit in our walk with the Lord. Ross, you and I have been going to church most of our lives. I mean, I've really been a serious about my face since I was 13, so 37 years. And honestly, this is not a sermon I've ever heard. Well, you and I have talked about this many times. The fact is we don't hear a lot of sermons about business 
in the first place, well, right? Let's talk about the Holy and, Spirit part. No, yeah. Well, I and and so now you take the 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 concept that we don't we really don't hear many sermons on the Holy Spirit, and as, as I've said, when you and I, because we go to the same church, heard one. It, it was in June. Yeah, we heard one, and it was like I was blown away, you know, that we were hearing that kind of a message about the power of the Holy Spirit that's available to us, and uh, it, it's exciting. And and uh, so part of it is just plain understanding what's available to us. Well, and honestly, I just want to encourage our listeners. You know, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, and, and this shouldn't freak people out. I mean, you know, we worship a God who comes in three persons. And don't try to totally grasp onto that because that'll make your head melt down. Um, But, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And and yet, because the Holy Spirit is, you know, you can't like hug him. You know, people could hug Jesus at one point in time. We really can't hug God the Father either, but yet you feel hugged by him. But the Holy Spirit is one of those concepts, just kind of, it kind of freaks people out. And there are, this is just... It's a conversation we need to have because, honestly, as Christ followers, we have been given the ultimate tool in how to follow Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. He comes to live and dwell inside of us, yet most of us ignore the power and influence of him in our lives. Obviously, you and I are not the the guys to be leading a theological discussion on this. And so that's not the intent here today. Um, However, when Jesus talked to his disciples and they were trying to grasp, what do you mean you're going to go away? And he said, I have to leave you. However, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and in you. And every one of us has been given that gift of the Holy Spirit that the moment that we became believers. Now, that is, that's worth reading about in the book of Acts. And uh, and to read some of the other scriptures that that relate to that, and, and Dr. Jim does a great job. This is not a heavy book at all, but he but he does pepper his book with the scriptures that reinforce that he's not making this up. This is this is of God, and it's available to each of us. Uh, but we just didn't know. Uh, I, I said to you at the break that I'd like to write a little booklet on this, not a book, but and call it the, the, the unopened gift. We have it. It was given to us the moment we became believers. So then why aren't we using it? And that's the where the book to, um, title comes from. Well, you know, the part of my testimony is in 2009, I read. Francis Chan's book on the Holy Spirit called Forgotten God. And it was a great book just about how the church has just kind of ignored the Holy Spirit. And just two pages in there rocked my world. And it really was part of the reason why I said, yeah, I guess I have to do radio. Because it said, you know, if you're just successful with your natural gifts, talents, and abilities, then you get the credit. But if God uses you to do something that is unexplainable by your natural gifts, talents, and abilities, then when you're successful, then God gets the credit. And I prayed after I read the book, I said, Lord, that's the kind of job I want. I want a job where nobody could ever say, well, that's just Jim. That I wanted a job where people would say, well, (laughs) that's not Jim. Jim never wanted to be on a radio. And when we were given this opportunity, I said to Martha, I said, no way we want to do this. This is ridiculous. No, I'm not going to do this. I said, but I prayed this prayer. I prayed for a life of significance where my success would be attributable to God only. And that I have a way to get the message out of marketplace ministry to thousands. And then we got this opportunity to be on the radio three and a half years ago. And 
you know, just sitting here now in the studio with you and remembering what it was like in those very, I mean, you were desperate in the beginning, so you had me on a couple of times, but how much you have um, really, uh, not only do you prepare as if you were in the largest station in America, because that's the kind of preparation you do, but now your skill set, you've worked at your craft so much that you're now honoring God because of that journey that you've been on, taking this roughness and this guy who had to give up Mountain Dew just to sit in the studio, and now here I'm, you I'm are. I'm still struggling with that addiction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, you, when you told me you were at West Shore and Kennedy waiting for the show, I'm thinking, I could just ask him to stop by Panera and pick me up a Mountain Dew, but I didn't. I resisted. All right, talk to me about something, something new and exciting at C12. You've been part of C12, and really, when I look back at that, if I'd have said yes to C12, and here's the story. If you're just tuning in today and you've never heard Ross on the show before, you must not tune in very often. I encourage you to tune in every day, weekdays at 3 o'clock right here in Tampa Bay. And really, you can listen to podcasts anytime. But part of my testimony is that in the spring of 2012, I was pursuing, hey, Lord, what do you got in store for me? And I had one of my mentors said to me, Jim, you should be a C12 leader. And I said, yeah, I've been down that road. I don't think that's really for me. And she goes, no, you really should pursue it. So I started pursuing it. As I'm pursuing it, the Lord says to me, and it got pretty much into the beginning of the process, heavily down through several meetings, and the Lord said, that's not for you. That's for Ross Harrop. You need to tell him about that job. And and I argued with, argued with the Lord for three days, and I said, Lord, I don't want to give Ross that job. I want that job. And the Lord said, no, you need to tell Ross about that job. And I literally argued for three days. And I called Ross one cryptic Wednesday morning at nine o'clock and I said, listen, go to c12.com, c12group.com, click on the chair position, read it. I'll call you in three hours. I got an appointment. That's what I said, wasn't it? Well, now that as you present it, it sounds nicer now than when. Yeah, because here's what I said. All right. For crying out loud, go to c12group.com, click on the chair position. I'll call you in three hours. And I called him back. And this is what Ross Harrop says to me. He goes, Jim. If I could do one thing the rest of my life, I would like to do that job. I, and that's exactly how it happened. And and uh, and that's that. The fact was, you and I didn't even know each other. We had only met each other a few times. Oh, on our uh, anniversary. And, and, our, and, and for those who haven't heard before, that our we first one to one was on Valentine's Day, two thousand and twelve. Well, I know it. That makes Martha, you know, a, a little jealous, but that's true. And um, you know, and now we just share, you know, these heart shaped cookies each year, and that, that's all there is left. Ross buys Ma- them for me. But the power of that was, I had to be listening, and and I'm not saying I'm a great listener to what the Lord has to say, but I really do try to listen and I have to be very careful to be quiet. I mean, I had to give up. I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't listen to a lot of music. I do listen to a little bit of conservative talk radio every day, at least after the show, but I, I, I try to be quiet. And that's the only way I would have ever heard the Lord going, it's not for you. Tell Ross. I mean, because literally I got off the phone with you that I, I said, okay, fine. I'll, I'll give you the guy's phone number. You just need to call. I'm sure the job is yours because I was, it, I felt and you had to go through a long, lengthy interview process, but I was confident it was yours because I heard it from the Lord. That job is for Ross. Well, it's obvious uh, from our experience here lately and that uh, it was more difficult to become a, a chair. They have 70 candidates for every one. So it's it, it's more difficult to become a chair than it is president of the United States, apparently. So, um, But we'll leave that for another 
another discussion. Oh, I'm stepping up. Hang on. I got to take a deep breath on that one. <laughs> wow. Do not throw stuff like that in front of me. That's like throwing a Red meaty <laughs> steak in front of me with a Mountain Dew on the side. Move past that. Move past that. Jim, I think that the fact is that, that you did listen and and you introduced me and uh, and it was at that moment that I recognized that God had been preparing me. My role as executive pastor for that four years previous uh, while I did good work there and I and I felt like I had made a real contribution, that it was then in reading, and I've shared this before, Henry Blackaby, that when he says, you, you know, you talk about I was called to this role, it, Blackaby says, that's still about you. And I moved here to Tampa Bay, left that position, resigned and, and uh, eliminated my position in Colorado, came here not knowing where God was going to use me, but I knew he was at work here. And, and that's how the alignment took place. And again, this whole concept of the Holy Spirit that Dr. Luke introduces in the, or talks about in the book of Acts just gives us an, a great insight into what is available to us. And Paul talks so often in his, his letters about uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I'm, I'm reading in, in Dr. Jim's book, he, he uh, highlights uh, 1 Corinthians 2.12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. That's what Dr. Jim writes about in this book is he's given us this gift. It is part of him that being God. So why aren't we using it? Why aren't we listening? Why aren't we, if we... It says in another scripture that it is the, the, the counselor, the advisor. Wow, if we have this promise of this advisor, and Jim, I've, I've spent a lot of money over the years hiring consultants to come in and tell me how to run a part of my business, a specialist, if you will. I've got this for free. It was given to me. 50 years ago. Just imagine if you're in a Boy Scouts meeting and you're, and you're you know, you got 70 people on the round the table. You go, Listen, I know we should hire an You think we should hire an outside consultant. I'm just going to pray and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to give me the direction we need. What do you think would happen in that meeting? Well, it obviously would not have been received as enthusiastically as you just shared it. Um, probably probably and, not. And and again, that was my first career for 33 years was an executive with the Boy Scouts of America. But the fact is, he used those experiences to prepare me for what I'm doing now as a C12 chair. I just want to know, when are you going to stop wearing Boy Scout, Boy Scout green? I mean, you, everywhere you go, you got the <laughs> no, uniform on. I think yeah, you should it. stop wearing that, the uniform. You, you've seen me in khaki so many times. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Listen, you're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. is Ross Harrop and I. Ross Harrop from C12 Group Tampa Bay. C12TampaBay.com. Find out more about C12 and how they can make an impact on you and your business. And if you're a leader within the business but not the owner, they got groups for you, too. All right, so... You know, as I see it, this is strictly my opinion, but the major problem between Christ followers and the Holy Spirit is just a lack of knowledge. That they're just not educated because a lot of people, they, they can all say, I mean, good grief, they can do, you know, religions across the world or, or denominations across the world will say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So they, they get that. They, they get it as part of the deal. Okay. But understanding how the Holy Spirit fits into our walk as a Christ follower 
to me, it's just a matter of education. What do you? What's your opinion? No, I think it, it's exactly it. We said earlier that that we haven't heard enough from the pulpit. So if if that's the if people just come on Sunday mornings, they they didn't hear it very often. And so part of this is we need to go out and and look for it on our own. And Dr. Jim does a great job. Whether whether. Whether you own a business or not, this will give you an insight into the Holy Spirit. And he ties this together with, so how do we call on this counselor? How do we tie in through prayer? And, and what is the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives? And if, if it's available to us, why aren't we using it? That's the question that, that, that you're asking. And um, so often in our prayer time, we have what we call arrow prayers. You know, they're very specific. You know, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, if you answer that, that that you know, that'll be on target for my life. If you'll just have uh, dew cover all the ground, but not the sponge that I put out, then I'll be good, and I'll believe you, and I'll go and fight the Midianite army. Oh, and then the next day. Okay, now this time, if just the if the the sponge will be covered with water, but the ground will be dry, then then I'll believe you. Well, I think that's you know the exciting part about the Bible is some as people will say, and I know they've asked you, and they have in my role as C twelve chair. Are you saying that you believe that the Bible is wholly true and inspired by God? Is that what you're saying? And and so. The fact is that just as you just shared, those stories in the Bible were not exceptions of special people. Those are examples by which we're to live our life. Normal people. Gideon, Gideon was scared to death. He's yeah. he's winnowing his wheat inside a wine press, hiding from the Midianite army. And, lo- and he gets greeted by an angel, which doesn't happen to most of us very often. And he gets greeted, mighty warrior. And Gideon, I am sure Gideon, if he hadn't been scared to death, was probably laughing out loud. But I think that if we go out in our lives and we're looking for God in the smallest things, and Dr. Jim does a nice job of saying, yeah, there can be some supernatural things because we are, we were created as spiritual beings. And, and so there can be these supernatural things. But the fact is, when, as you say, we can be the only Jesus that somebody sees. So these concepts of listening to the Holy Spirit are uh, things that we can do just with our interaction with them, our coworkers or our employees. The first step is just to start praying for them. And you've been holding out, by the way, on the bumper sticker that I, you know. I, I literally we just ordered them within the last couple of weeks, so oh, okay. we haven't gotten them in hand oh, yet. But, but okay, that's why I don't have one on the back. Uh, of no, my you will window. get one okay. as soon as they're in. I will not mail yours. I will deliver it by hand. <laughs> so I think that that's the part, Jim, is that we need to to really be looking for it, and but then be uh, willing to listen as we walk with Christ in the present in his presence and then listen to the holy spirit and that that small still voice that's right. available to us we're talking today about a book that one of our friends wrote and he's a long many time guest on i work for him because of his contributions of connecting faith in a workplace dr jim harris you can find out more about dr jim online at drjimharris.com his book is called our unfair advantage unleashing the power of the holy spirit in your business and ross i think let's get really practical because people are going Jim, 
this is great, very ethereal, uh, good theory, good. Uh, it, but, you know, practically, this is a joke. People are going, in fact, people are tuning in right now at the bottom of the half hour going, really? The Holy Spirit in your business? I'm just getting the idea, used to the idea that my faith actually applies to my business. Now you're telling me to use the Holy Spirit in my business? What are you, nuts, Jim? People are thinking that. I'm sure of it. But, you know, Jim, I think here this is... Uh interesting because we so often and you and I do this because we have a, 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 a special bond and a relationship in Christ and so we trust each other and I know I have never asked you ever for anything for a counsel or or just to, to spend some time where, where you weren't willing to do that so if I trust you that way because we built a friendship up and so I go to you for that advice if I have this person of God that's been placed within me as the Holy Spirit, described in the book of Acts and described by Paul and by John and others in, the, in, in Scripture, if we've been given this promise, then why don't we tie into it? I'm willing to listen to you if I can listen to God through my quiet time and if I develop that relationship Someone told me on, on uh, uh, well, I was on vacation. I met someone from another country. And they said, well, I'm not much of a religious person. And I, I love and, when people tell and, me that. And I said, well, neither am I. That's the way I love you know, to answer. And, 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 and I said, uh, to me, this is about a relationship with the living God through Jesus Christ. And so, and I'm not a theologian by any means, but that's just a simple, it, it's a reality in my life that ties into your opening question. What is he doing in shaping you? And part of that now is that this book has helped me to say, wow, I have said many times, or not many times, but several times, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I knew I had to be obedient. So why don't I doing that if the promise, if I have it every moment of my life, then why aren't I using it? You know, the, you found this booklet uh, called Listening to the Holy Spirit, and it really goes right along with what Dr. Jim Harris was saying in our Unfair Advantage. And in the booklet, he referenced this book that I introduced you to last fall in his steps by Charles Sheldon that he wrote in 1896. People think that the what would Jesus do wristbands was an 80s and 90s thing. Actually 90s and 2000s thing, whatever. But it really was a spin-off of a movement that started in 1896. And it was a challenge out to a group of I think 12 or 14 believers within a church to before they made any decisions that they would ask the question what would Jesus do? And to under and in order to have that understanding, they had to seek that answer out within the scriptures. Well, that's essentially what we're talking about doing here. What we're talking about doing here is asking the Holy Spirit. Yeah, let me just give some examples of how I, I utilize the Holy Spirit. Number one, in my quiet time in the morning, I'm always saying, Lord, you know, I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to learn from. Right now I'm reading through Kings, so I'm, I'm in the life of Solomon. What am I supposed to learn from the life of Solomon? There's a lot of things not to learn. What am I supposed to learn? What's applying to me today? But as I'm, I've got a list of people that I intercede for, people that have asked me to pray for them, and I pray for them on an almost regular, almost daily basis. Lord, how can I be praying for them? And who should I reach out to personally today to let them know I'm praying for them? And, and I'll get that answer. But like this morning when I woke up, actually, I was telling Martha this. When I woke up, my 
dinger went off on my phone at 4 o'clock this morning. But my phone was off. But I had met recently with a business person that I had challenged him, and he gets up at 4.30 in the morning. I had challenged him to get up a half hour earlier and start dedicating a half hour before he gets ready for work to his devotion and prayer time. And the Lord said, I woke you up so you'd pray for him to make sure he'd get his butt out of bed today and do his devotion time. But my phone was off. But I woke up to the ding of my text messaging. And I told Martha that she didn't laugh at me because she knows. But then as I was praying, I had a meeting first thing this morning. And as the Lord reminded me about this meeting, and he said, don't forget you have papers put in a folder that you set aside for today's meeting that you haven't gotten out yet. Don't forget. And here's the, here's the challenge, Jim. For anyone who has not tried to study about the Holy Spirit, and, and it doesn't mean reading big, deep books, and like this little pamphlet that we, we just, uh, I, I picked it up at a truck stop, Jim. That's what's hilarious. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I would just, I, <laughs> I got to tell you, I would just stand outside the restroom and I go, oh, well, there's some little tracks. Aren't those nice? You know? And then I, I didn't even know. I just picked this up. And it is an incredible little book that takes about 10 minutes to read, and but it's just chock full. So, it took 30 minutes to read. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it seemed like 10. So here's the thing is that if we have this available to, are we then tying into it and they're listening to you now going, oh, Jim, my goodness, I barely understand God. Well, that the first part is just to have the faith that, that Jesus Christ lived, died, rose again, and that this gift that we were given in return for his death for our sins was the gift of the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's worth checking out and trying to figure it out what it could how it could change our lives it's it's a spiritual discipline listening to the holy spirit and it is a matter of and again i'm saying this to you everybody listening everybody that knows me that's listening knows we know that jim is still working on this because we've seen him say things that he never should have said that's right you've even heard me on the radio say things i probably never should have said but it's a discipline and it's really a discipline in being at peace being quiet and being patient because we live in a microwave world as our good friend buck jacob said but we serve a crockpot god and a lot of times we're looking for quick and fast answers and i have gotten those there have been many times when i've been meeting and mentoring a christian business person and they're sharing things with me and asking my opinion and my advice and i will pray Immediately in the middle of that conversation, Lord, I have no idea what I'm supposed to say here because this is over my stinking head. And I will be given the direction to ask the right questions that I never would have known to ask and be given the answers that I didn't have any idea. But because I just stopped for a second and going, it's not me. I need, I need help, Father. And, I, and that knowing that you have that available to you that's the that's the key then is that he will give you that resource you and i've talked about this before that we'll we'll pray for something before we go to sleep and it's happened to both of us and i know in the beginning our wives thought we were crazy but we'll i immediately get up and i just write it down whatever that thought was and uh so it was a gift of the Holy Spirit. I wasn't thinking about that. And I and I have to write it down because if I wait till the morning, Jim, I won't ever remember any of those words because they're not my words. Do you have to put your glasses on and write it down? 
Yes. Which is why right now, what I do is I turn my phone on and I send myself a text message or I'll send myself an email and write it down because I, I thought my phone's always right next to me so I can just type it up because I can still see the letters without my glasses on middle of the night. But that's because you're younger. I am a little younger. Yeah. I actually use a pen and, and paper. Yeah. You know, I heard I, about pen and paper. Yeah. There's something about that. I heard, heard about go. this company called BIC. I'm not sure what they were all about. But it is, as we seek out, the, this is one of those things that both the book and the little pamphlet you found on, on, on the power of the Holy Spirit, it, it's, this requires quiet. And one of the things that people need to recognize is that we live in an extremely noisy world. And Christ followers... It is going to be nearly impossible for you to hear the voice of God, the movement of your spirit inside of you, if you're noisy all the time. This last month, uh, we in our C12 groups, we were going through the, the material, and one of the testimonies from a, a, a C12 member in, in uh, Texas, and he was sharing that his his chair, local chair, challenged him and said, so when do you listen to God? And he was saying, well, you know, I do this and usually about, you know, half an hour in the morning and I read my scripture. He said, no, no, no. When are you listening to God? And he went out in this four hour kind of laboratory, just pulled off the road, got under a shaded tree. We can do it here with the ocean as the Gulf is available to us and just without any agenda. And he said it was the guy got emotional. You could just tell it had touched his very being that he, that he had an opportunity to listen to God in that silence. And that's what the Holy Spirit is available to us. And there's a, there's a great scripture here, Jim, that um, in Ephesians 4.30. So Paul is writing uh, to, the, uh, to the people of Ephesus, and he says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And so my point is that when we're not listening to God, we're not listening to the Holy Spirit, and we do our own thing because of the counsel of some friend who may or may not be a believer, or we line up the circumstances, how often do we do that? And we've, we then, under the guise of, well, God, it must be of God because... A, B, and C aligned. Well, okay, that's just one of the tests of circumstances. But to, to be able to then listen, because we then grieve the Holy Spirit if we don't listen. Well, I think what's people are going, well, how does this really practical? I mean, we have a lot of decisions to make every day. Uh, you know, every not every day, but most every day, I'm driving across any number of bridges to get to the radio station. And I'll pray, Lord, you know, which one should be going on today? Because there are times where you could get on a bridge in Tampa Bay and go nowhere. And there are times that it's just fine. And I've had the Holy Spirit prompt me a couple of times, check the, check the traffic at the next stoplight. Uh, but in, in business, hey, Lord, uh, should I be taking this job? Fasting and praying while you're doing it and being quiet, seeking counsel. The Lord can speak through other people. Should I be doing this business deal? There's a, a guy here in Tampa Bay that's got a testimony that the Lord said, liquidate your real estate holdings in 2006 and seven, And he liquidated his real estate holdings before the crash. And then he had all kinds of money to real, invest for the kingdom afterwards. But just examples of the Lord really cares about those intimate details of our lives if we would just ask and then listen. 
So what are, you're saying that he cares about the little things as well as the big things. He cares about the little things, the big things. Wow. And one of the things I pray every morning is, Lord, help me to hear your voice, to listen to what you have to say, and be obedient. Because that's the biggest deal. Listen, this is what Jesus had to say in the book of John, verses 12 through 17. He's talking to his disciples. He says, I tell you the truth, like he'd do anything else. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Ross, that summer, well, that's what Jesus just said it all about the Holy Spirit right there. I mean, how, how do we miss this in the church? Drives me stinking nuts. I mean, come on, people. Jesus said this, that he laid it all out there. And and Jim, I, I know that you give every every afternoon, you give away a book. And there have been many great books, including the author uh, that you had on yesterday. And this book, however, is an opportunity to learn how, as a believer, would I have an unfair advantage in business? And the answer is understand how to be aligned with the Holy Spirit. If it's if it well, was well, given to just, us, let's in just our describe temple. it. We got to describe it for people. I mean, if you're if you're signing a business deal, you're contemplating a business deal to actually ask, Lord, is this something you want me to do? And then actually waiting for the answer before you move forward, and and wait to see, seek counsel with other people, spend some time in quiet time, really praying about. It. I mean, it really makes a difference. Wait, God it, really cares. And 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 C twelve this month we talked about those five qualities of discerning what God would have you to do. And you listed many of those, including scripture, circumstances, the counsel of wide peop- wise people, including your spouse, if in fact Especially they're, if your they're, spouse. If they're a believer, right? right. If, if they're a believer, it's a big, big word. If they're a believer, then you want, then God's going to, going to help you through that. And then through scripture, through the Holy Spirit, just saying as and, and in this little booklet that we were talking about, they give the example of the, the two partners couldn't ever come to an agreement. And it was many years. And then they, uh, they asked the Holy Spirit, how should we do this? And it was revealed to them. And they were looking as if, or approaching it as if there was a third member, a third partner, if you will, at the table. And they would, you know, hey, Jim, what do you think? Ross, what do you think? Holy Spirit, give us insight as to how we should do this. And when it was revealed to them, it was as clear as it could be that God was in it all along. Well, and the cool part about it is when the Holy Spirit is involved and and you're asking with your spouse or with somebody else, you will be in you. You'll be unanimous. God's not going to tell Ross something different than he tells me. He's going to tell Ross and me something the same. When Martha and I are contemplating what a gift should be or a decision needs to be made, Martha and I are going to be, we're going to be unanimous. We're not, God's not going to tell one of us one thing and another of us another thing. Ross, we're done. We ran out of time. We could have easily gone two hours on this one, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll after we put this into the action in the workplace, we'll, we'll see some more people have some testimonies. 
we're, we're growing together on this topic, and I hope that the listeners are willing to, to learn and grow as well. Uh, I'm sure they are. And if you want to talk about this, you can talk to Ross Harrop. You can find him online at c12tampabay.com or Jim Brangenberg right there at jim at iworkforhim.com. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks so much to Jose Cruz for keeping everything running just the way it should be. And thanks. So much for going out to iWorkForHim.com and joining the I Work For Him Nation. It's going to make an impact in your life as you start to intercede for those people, start to pray for those people you work alongside each and every day. We learned today that our faith can impact our workplace through the power of the Holy Spirit. Did you ever think about that? You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.